Cześć Orzełki, tu Viola i Marcin. Uczymy się angielskiego poprzez naturalną konwersację i słuchanie. Jeśli chcielibyście czytać w trakcie słuchania, zapraszamy na stronę naturalnyangielski.com, gdzie znajdziecie transkrypcję i tłumaczenia wszystkich odcinków. I have a question for all of you listening. Do you believe in love at first sight? What about soulmates? Do you believe in those? Many people believe in and search for their happily ever after. Love can be beautiful, like a fairy tale, or it can be tragic, like a Shakespeare play. This is a topic we often find ourselves talking about. And why wouldn't we? Love makes us feel powerful, intense emotions, ranging from happiness and euphoria to fear and rage. Sometimes love makes us do crazy things. Sometimes we fall head over heels. And at times, love is blind. Whatever experience you may be having at this moment, or whatever relationship you may be in, let's make sure you can express that in English. Today, I'll cover things like the process of dating, meeting people, what you may look for in a partner, and types of romantic relationships. I'm no love expert, and I won't be telling you what you should be doing in your life. As always, the purpose of this episode is just for you to get familiar with the terminology native English speakers use when discussing this topic. So, let's say you're single and you're open to meeting someone special. You're open to going on a few dates with one person or more than one person. When someone asks you, are you dating anyone or are you seeing anyone? They are just generally asking whether you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or if you're going on dates. They're just asking what your situation is. Dating is a broad term. It can mean a few things. If you're not dating one person or going on any dates, you'd most likely say, no, not right now. But what if you were seeing someone? Like I said, you could be going on a few dates, meeting new people, and in that case, you'd say, I go on dates, but I'm not seeing anyone exclusively. Being exclusive with someone means that you two have agreed that you're only dating each other no one else, but you're still getting to know each other in hopes that what you have becomes a relationship. I'd say this should be the shortest stage, and after that, you naturally fall into a relationship. Then, you find yourself telling your friends that you have a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend, and it's official. 
If you post a photo of your new significant other on social media, we call that being Facebook official or Instagram official. This means that you are ready to tell the world that there's a new person in your life. It started with Facebook because years ago, that's where people used to change their relationship status all the time. Now, it's just about posting a photo of the person. If you post them on social media, you are declaring to the world that you're dating. Similarly, if you break up with someone, deleting their pictures off your Instagram will also send a very clear message to your followers. Okay, so in order to go on dates, you first have to find the person to go on a date with. So how do you do that? Where do people meet? The answer is anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. Sometimes people meet in school, other times at work. But what if you're out of school and there's no one to date at your job? Many people meet through mutual friends. Sometimes it's at a party and other times those mutual friends set you up on a blind date. Restaurants and bars are great for meeting new people. Usually you're with your group of friends, you're having fun, And maybe you have some liquid courage in you to strike up a conversation with a stranger. I feel like when you're at a bar, you should lead with humor. It's easier to break the ice that way, and it makes people feel more comfortable right away. Just don't start with a bad pickup line. Because you do want the person to take you somewhat seriously. Bad pickup lines are lines like, Do you believe in love at first sight? Or should I walk by again? Or did it hurt when you fell from heaven? Those are a no. And you know what? If it doesn't go your way, You just turn around and go back to laughing with your friends. No big deal. Outside of the social scene, you can meet people doing regular everyday things. I used to have a roommate who met her now husband in the hallway of the building we lived in. I have another friend who met her boyfriend on the subway, straight out of a movie. She was reading a book, and he came up to her and asked her a question about the book. By the way, if you ever do that, if you ever comment on what someone is reading, because, let's say, you think this person is attractive, make sure it's something that opens the door to a pleasant conversation. One time, some guy I didn't know commented on what I was reading in public by saying, That book is really depressing. My initial thought was, you don't know what you're talking about. The book was called When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi, 
And yes, it is a moving memoir about life and death, which I guess is what most memoirs are about. This touching story will make you ask yourself, what is the meaning of life and what makes life worth living? So if depressing was the only thing he could think of, then that was a turnoff for me. My thinking was probably harsh, I know, but I wasn't really looking for a discussion. I had a book to read. When dating, or doing anything new really, we like to say that you have to put yourself out there. What that means is you have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You have to make an effort to explore new things and go through new experiences, even if you're a little scared of doing it. Keeping that in mind, let's move on to a different style of dating, online dating. I believe that for the most part, we have different dating apps and sites here in America versus Europe. I think we all have Tinder, Bumble, Grindr, so I won't go through them, but the idea is always the same. Once you set your preferences for the type of person you're looking for, you swipe right and hope for a match. In my opinion, online dating is great. It allows you to know more about the person you're hoping to meet before you actually meet them. You can find out things like what their social media activity is, if you have any friends in common, and you can even do a background check if that made you feel safer or reassured. The main downside of dating apps is the constant ghosting. The term ghosting comes from online dating, but can be used in other parts of life. It means that someone just completely stopped communicating with you without saying why and disappeared like a ghost. If someone asked you, have you been on any more dates with Tom? The answer would be, he totally ghosted me and I never heard from him. Another popular term similar to ghosting, is breadcrumbing. Only with breadcrumbing, the person you're talking to doesn't totally disappear. They give you a little bit of attention here and there, little breadcrumbs. They're flirty, but they don't make any moves and their communication efforts are inconsistent. So before you go on a date you should probably know what it is you're looking for. Some general things people care about are number one, money. Let's be honest, people care about it. Some just care more than others. I assume it's not just how much someone makes, but also how much debt they may have, how they spend money, Are they frugal or wasteful? What is their relationship with and attitude towards money? Next, we have career. 
This is sort of related to money and can mean different things at different stages of life, right? So what could be important at any stage is what field is this person in? What goals does he or she have? Is this person passionate about what they do? And does their career take up their entire day from sunrise to sunset? Next, we have intelligence. This one really depends on where you rank yourself on the intelligence scale and how this person compares to that. Intelligence, or what makes a person intelligent, can be somewhat subjective. Subjective means influenced by personal feelings, personal perspective, or preferences. Next, we have sense of humor. Maybe a sense of humor that is similar to yours, or at least one that you could appreciate, is important. If you're a sarcastic person, for example, you probably want to spend your time with someone who gets that. Next, we have an important one, political views and religion. Although you don't have to agree with everything a potential partner thinks, I do think being on the same page on most beliefs will make your life a lot easier. Of course, maybe you hold strong beliefs that you live by, and to you, they are non-negotiable. That's fine. If you're picking a partner for a long-term commitment, you're allowed to be a little picky on important things. The last one on my list is appearance. You know what they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Just because you think someone or something is beautiful doesn't mean everyone else does too. I'll tell you one thing though, sometimes it's worth rethinking what you believe is attractive. Remember, we're talking about appearance now. Let me tell you a quick story. Years ago, my hairstylist, Ulla, wanted to set me up with a guy she knew. She told him all about me, but never ended up giving him my number because he said he didn't like blondes. He was into brunettes. Since you can't see me, I am a blonde. So as she's telling me this story, I'm thinking, okay, so he has a type. Fine. I'm not taking it personally. He has never met me. Next. But her reaction was different. She said to me, what a dumb thing to judge someone on. So you are okay passing on someone who is a catch or someone who could potentially be perfect for you because of what? Her hair color? And in that moment, I thought, huh, she has a point. We get too caught up on trivial things, things of very little importance. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't pay enough attention to really important things like 
personality traits, communication, loyalty, you know, things you can't fix with a box of hair dye in a few hours. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you can't change him. And another lesson for you, don't be with someone for their potential, for what they could be. Be with someone for who they are at this very moment because they will most likely stay being that same person. Ask yourself, would I be okay if this person stayed the same and never changed? Could I live with it? And there you'll have your answer. I just realized earlier in the episode, I said I wouldn't tell you what you should be doing in your life. Well, clearly I lied. Just trying to help you out. As you practice your English, you should know that getting romantically involved with someone doesn't always mean you are boyfriend and girlfriend. There are multiple ways to define different kinds of relationships. I'll mention just a few of the most common ones or ones you usually hear about. There's the standard committed relationship where both people agree to be monogamous, want to be together in the future, and potentially get married one day. A casual relationship is one where both people have more than a friendship, but not exactly a relationship. They don't really have expectations that the relationship will become anything super serious or long-term, and so they're not always exclusive. Then we have what we call a situationship. In this type of relationship, no one really knows where they stand. It doesn't have a definition because the two people involved are probably still figuring it out. It's like a casual relationship, just with more feelings involved and a lot more confusion. We also have something called an open relationship. In this type of relationship, both partners are committed to each other, yet are also allowed to date other people. An on-again, off-again relationship is one where both partners are together, break up, get back together, and break up again. Seems more like a toxic relationship to me. A long-distance relationship is one where both partners are geographically separated and don't see each other in person daily. When a relationship is without romantic feelings, it is a platonic relationship, more like a close friendship. When you have a crush on your friend who only sees you as a friend, we call that being friend-zoned. There's no relationship there. Sorry. Dating isn't easy. Although it can be fun and exciting, it's often frustrating and difficult. Thankfully, you only need to meet that one person with whom you click, 
Once you find them, you may be wondering if they're the one. The one you're supposed to be with, the one who will make you happy, and for some, the one who is your true soulmate. I'm thinking I should do a part two to this episode as there's so much more I wanted to cover. Maybe in the next episode, I'll talk about positive and negative personality traits of a person or a partner, and maybe we can examine characteristics of a healthy relationship. What do you think? Let's wrap it up for today. As always, let me know what you thought of this episode by sending me an email at viola at naturalneangielski.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.